Matthew 11, mm. because the kingdom is suffering violence. Mm. And the violence is taking it by force. Right. It's not about what I'm marking. It's about getting you to accept this way of life. Right. And I'm going to put it in your face. Now, here go the funny thing. Mm-hmm. February is supposed to be Black History Month. Right. I ain't seen no Black History. And we more than halfway through. But right. I've seen plenty of what you're talking about. Right. They be like, what it be like, like, you already know what it is. It's your boy, Calvin Light, my way. And this is Cut the Noise, Growing Through Conversation. Today, I have a very special guest, a returning guest, none other than my pastor, oh, Mr. David Broaddus. What's going on, bro? Oh, nothing much hanging in there. God bless you. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, thank you for coming. I'm so appreciative of your time. I know you're busy, bro. <laughs> okay, but uh, today we have a topic that really, I think we kind of came to agreement with I say that it's so important that we go over today man because in life and in this day and time it seems as if we're headed in the wrong direction yeah and a lot of people are silent that shouldn't be silent Mm -hmm. so without me attempting to articulate what this topic is or the direction that we're going I'm going to concede to you and allow you to lead us today all right. I'm going to try my best to uh, live up to the standard. Yeah. I, I, I see the show. I watch the show. It's a good show. So I want to try my best, but I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, so today we want to um, kind of give a warning. This may be a very controversial show, trigger, uh, warning. trigger warning, controversial potential show. But we want to talk about, as you as you mentioned, the mouth of the Christian, the mm. the, the the volume, the, the language to speak mm. of the Christian. Right. How this conversation came about is, you know, recently we've been preaching and teaching at our church, Strong Tower, about, Mm -hmm. you know, fighting the good fight of faith and what that means. And, uh, you know, as you and I spoke, we kind of talked about, all right, to get the good fight of faith, we kind of got to return to our first love. Right. We got to make things happen um, that that keep us grounded in our faith. We got to keep God first. And by first love, I don't necessarily mean the love that happened to you first because you know we were all Mm. born in sin shaping and iniquity right so yo i'm not talking about your first experience by first love i mean your first priority Mm. and because we were saved and redeemed by christ you know we should present ourselves a living sacrifice which is a reasonable service it's not even unreasonable for what he paid for us why not so we got to prioritize him but i feel like now in this society uh, many things are happening and going on where the mouth of the Christian is being closed. Mm. And in some ways, because the mouth of the Christian is closed, we're kind of going away from our first love. Mm. So what does that mean? For some of us, is worse than others. Some of us, we will go to church. We will work in charity. We will help people out. But it's kind of like a religious mm. act. Not so uh, centered in Christ, but because I'm a good person and that's what good people do. Mm. And so it's not representative of kingdom, it's representative of me. Mm. And so now your first love is for you, that Mm. you be uh, observed and valued as the one doing the good things instead of the glory of God. Look at what Calvin did. Right. Let's see what Calvin did over here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for those uh outward likes and mm-hmm. comments those affirmations right yeah okay mm-hmm. i got you i got you and so what happens uh one of the 
uh, weapons that I'm seeing is that the world presents itself loud and proud and big. We recently saw two very big entertainment events where uh, Satanism and demonic acts were on display. Everything from the color schemes to the representations to the visuals to the interactions of the people to the hand gestures to the symbolism to everything. And there's kind of pressure, right, for people to be like, oh, that was a cool show. Did you see this? And kind of look away from the thing that was put in our face. But for the Christian who says, you know, I ain't really like that. I, You know, I didn't agree with this or that. Then the response is typically, uh, oh, here goes super Christian. Can't nobody do nothing, say nothing. Oh, Lord. You know, or you being, here's the word, you shaming people, you, mm. you, you judging people. And you shouldn't be judging people, but when did we stop being able to observe right. the things that are clearly against, you know, what we've been taught to know and love? Okay. Um, not to leave the conversation, but to clearly stay stay on stay on topic. Mm-hmm. But what is what I'm gonna say? When is it adequate to judge? A situation, or what's the difference from judging and condemning? Okay, so you know, English is a funny language. I mm-hmm. love the study of it, right. but condemning is to is to um, how do you say that is to place a negative. Uh, I don't want to use the word judgment. I'm looking for a synonym in my head, but mm-hmm. it's to place a negative outcome on a situation. So, like, if you go to court, right? and you found guilty, the judge condemns you to prison or fine or whatever. That That's a negative light, and which is not for us to do. But what happens is observation, many uh, of the world stretch that thing into a category of judging, which is really not. Mm-hmm. So also in the Bible, we are called to be observers or the Bible kind of say judges right. uh, of this, of those situations that we see. Because the Bible tells us like this, judge a tree by its fruit Mm. for a good tree will bear good fruit and a bad tree, bad fruit. So what the world is saying to us, if we see these entertainment acts and the things that are going on and we say, hey, that look like the devil. That don't look like good fruit. Oh, you judging. But the Bible told me to observe the tree and what's coming from the tree. Right. So when I hear in your music, kill, murder, rob, steal, fight, shoot, uh, strip, shake, whatever you want. Right. Then I'm no longer allowed to say that ain't good fruit. Right. Because I'm judging. Mm. But my Bible tells me in the Old Testament, in the book of the prophet Isaiah, it says, cry aloud, spare not. Right. Lift up my voice like a trumpet Mm. and show my people their transgressions. Right. And so what the world has told the Christian is to muzzle your mouth. Mm. And so if nobody's crying aloud, Spare not. Spare not what? Spare not feelings. Mm. You know, no time does correction feel good at the time that it's being uh, executed. Right. But it's for your good later. Yeah. yeah. So spare, cry aloud. Spare, spare not. Spare not feelings. Lift up your voice like a trumpet to show the people their transgression. Right. So everything's cool and well and fine while you watching whatever entertainer of the day do their thing and, 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 and say what they want to say. Until you see your daughter on that stage. Right. Right. I got you. Or it's your son who just got shot. Mm-hmm. And then you want to talk about how do we get here? Well, it's because 
Nobody cried aloud. Okay. So with the people of God not stepping up, not executing their calling. But not all of them. Not, well, I'm just saying it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. enough of us. Because right, right, right. there are people who got voices for God. I feel like you, this podcast that I, I watch and, and, and support, I feel like you do a good job of representing God and, and being bold enough to give your interpretation of what your Bible says and what the Spirit has revealed to you. Right. I'm just saying uh, we need more people to do that. I got you. Mm -hmm. When people don't do that, right, and they allow themselves to remain muzzled Mm -hmm. and aren't crying aloud and not speaking what God has revealed to them to be true Uh and go along to get along, Uh we in turn empower the enemy, not not. Not talking entertaining. We're talking about the adversary. The devil. The devil. The demons, the imps, the principalities, right. the yeah. The witches. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. We allow mm. them power. We give them power. They control the negative, the mm. narrative. Mm. And so that's my that my next point exactly. Is the Bible tells us that the kingdom suffereth violence. Mm-hmm. And the violent take it by force. Now we talked about fighting the other night at church and how do you fight without physically fighting? Mm-hmm. The violent take it by force. You want to know how they're taking it? Because they're putting it on your TV. Mm. They're putting it on your radio. Mm. And they're making you feel a kind of way if you say, I don't like that. I don't support that. I don't do that. Now you you being shamed. So by force, I'm closing your mouth. Because if you say something, we all going to rise up against you. Right. Mm. Okay. Because... <clears throat> This is me, a me situation. Okay. Okay. So on Hulu, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I had to cancel them too. But anyway, on Hulu, they were sending a lot of ads. I said about Pride Month and Pride mm-hmm. this and this and that all over like the feed mm-hmm. whenever we're watching family entertainment, right? Right. And I call. I took the call. I, I took the time out to call Hulu, like, hey, mm. what's going on? Because I understand that if you guys have this month that y'all want to celebrate or recognize, that's y'all business. Mm-hmm. But that does not have to be forced on people right. that don't believe or don't don't move in that same direction. Right. And they told me, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like, what settings are it on? Like, is it on, you know, R-rating and uh-huh. like, key channels uh-huh. or whatever? I'm like. It really don't it matter. It don't matter. Right. What I'm saying <laughs> is, can y'all put an option where when ads, certain ads come up, can you just block it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you not to advertise to whoever, but, but I don't people that want to opt out, mm-hmm. give people that option, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, the lady that was on the phone, she told me she felt very, you know, pretty much the same way, but, you know, she see what she can do. And she was telling me for like the kid champ, like, you know, on those streaming services, you can make accounts for the kids, yes, and adults yep. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And said that none of those should pop up on like the kids stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, sorry for the inconvenience. Yada yada yada. Long story short, they couldn't do nothing for adult stuff. Now, now moving forward, we have like a YouTube TV, and it's the same type of. Uh-huh. It's not the prize stuff, but it's the uh commercials with you know saying this and that kissing or yep. you know <clears throat> uh, medicines for HIV stuff 
and it's showing a lot of, I'm like, why can't you just speaking business wise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to market something, market it to the clientele that it is, this is for, right? right. Uh-huh. So if like on YouTube, if you watch certain things, you'll get certain ads. So why would you have just random medications on everybody's stuff? It doesn't make sense. Well, I, I like that. I like that you say that because Matthew 11, mm. because the kingdom is suffering violence mm. and the violence is taking it by force. Right. It's not about what I'm marking. It's about getting you to accept Forcing. this way of life. Right. And I'm going to put it in your face. Now, here go the funny thing. Mm-hmm. February is supposed to be Black History Month. Right. I ain't seen no black history and we more than halfway through, but right. I've seen plenty of what you're talking about. Right. And you got it makes you realize that you know what? We not speaking up. We being taken by force. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna continue because we have become afraid to speak up about it because now you a bigot. Right. Now you no good. Man, that'll cost you your job. Really? <laughs> it's to, to me, this is I, I can't speak for everybody else. That ain't that ain't who I am, that ain't what I do. But for me, I don't care about everybody. Else. Yeah. As for me in my house, exactly. we're the I'm that's, with that. That's yeah. that's the way I move. And for us, like you said, the violence or and that's why I tell the story. It's being forced. Mm-hmm. It's it's violently being forced upon us through television, through entertainment, through songs, through commercials, through you know, subliminal. It used to be subliminal. No, it's in your face. Now. It's 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 blatant now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the every. Every show, you know how you used to have uh, the token black guy uh-huh. on shows. Uh-huh. Now you got the token this uh-huh. or that, and every sitcom, every show, and it doesn't make sense. But see, here's the thing, though: it's not just <clears throat> you know. I don't want to get it confused. It's not just like a homosexuality. Oh, no, 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 it's the token center. It's yeah. the token crackhead, the drunk, the alcoholic, the cusser, the fighter, right. the stealer, the 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 fornicator mm-hmm. the, it's you don't see shows now that have good wholesome quality families come together and have a good time you see some drama some but the sad thing about it is that uh you know the market indicators is that is what people are uh taking in mm-hmm. and so when you do get shows now a church show will be good if it's scandalizing the church mm-hmm. But if you talk, uh, what was that one that was out a couple years ago? Greenleaf was mm-hmm. Greenleaf. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was good when it was scandalizing the church and yeah. the man was stealing money and lying and the wife was sleeping around and everything else. But let them show the picture of a good functioning whole unit of the church. Ain't nobody mm. want to see that. That's true. And so I feel like nobody want to see that is because we have had a long time or generations of people not expressing the benefit of mm. the church and how it helped and changed and saved their lives. Right. The drug dealer don't have no problem with telling you he made a hundred thousand dollars in a night, but the Christian don't have the same energy when he come to talk about, I used to be the one struggle out on them drugs that he made a hundred thousand right. dollars a night. But now I'm a functioning member of society, right. living a good life, not looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. We not saying that with our mouths. Mm. And so, therefore, the violence continues. The violence take it by force because we ain't talking. And so, a lot of times, also, too, the problem is when the Christian try to talk, mm-hmm. we don't have knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so, we don't know the word. 
So we want to talk about what we heard grandma said, or yeah. we want to quote a scripture, but we ain't read the scripture. And so where is that? Yeah, exactly. It, and even now, here, here's the thing. We Google everything else, but if somebody puts you on the spot where it's at, hit Google. We go. don't even think to do that. Right. We just, uh, uh, uh. so instead we become quiet. Right. And the Bible say that my people perish for lack right. of knowledge. And so what we've been taught is to intake all of this stuff that they're putting before us mm. as they take it by force. What they take by force, our minds, our faith, mm. and we don't have the knowledge to even fight for it no more mm. because we hadn't been in Sunday school, Bible study. We ain't listening. We'll watch a reel that's 30 second long or some preacher that we think is cool. Right. But if they say something is truth and it's too offensive, oh, we don't go for that. Right. But it's what the words say. Yeah. I got you. You so, know, it, it's it. I'm sorry, I'm taking a little. So you said a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna kind of simplify it. And Revelation, where it talks about overcoming, mm-hmm. right? it talks about those who overcame, overcame by blood of the Lamb and the and word of the testimony. testimony. Your mouth. And that testimony is. Our mouth. That's mm-hmm. us speaking out. That's us right. remembering the things that God brought us through. It's remembering those things that happened before we were here. It's remember the testimonies of the scripture. It's mm-hmm. remembered, you know, God helped me last week. So I'm going through something this week. If I remember last week, it's gonna help me get through this week. Uh-huh. Um another example, whenever uh Jesus fed the, the multitude with the bread and, and, and the fish. Whenever they got on the boat before they left, he said, "Come on, bring the scraps." Mm-hmm. Like why? Why bring the scraps? So you would remember. That's right. You know, um, for us as a whole, we have to—I don't even say entertain, but protect our eye gates and our ear gates, mm-hmm. right? And allow the word of God and the presence of God to be expressed in front of us. So that we can continually grow in that I manner. I agree. Um, I want to go down a rabbit hole so bad. <laughs> but, but with, like in, in Revelations as well, it talks about like the mark of the beast, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people talk about this and that and what it could be, so forth and so on. A couple years ago, for me, I was reading and I'm like, it says, putting their forehead on their hand. Forehand to me, this may be wrong. Please correct me if I'm Whenever I saw that, I was like, that represents like your mind and your eyes, like your brain. If it's on your mind and if it's in your brain, it's there. Like you can clearly see it. If it's in your hands, it's representing your works by what you're doing, mm-hmm. the things that you do, like the mark of those that belong to the other side or to the enemy. Is clearly defined by what we do with our hands and the and things we put in our mind. You know, I never thought about it that way, but I can pick up that interpretation and I can see where that makes sense to me. Right. I mean, yeah, everybody always think about it as a literal thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I can see where you go with that. I never in my life thought about it or saw it that way, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. I can I can pick up what you're putting down. Okay, okay. So, make sure ain't so here's the thing, though. So we did a good job for this mm-hmm. first part of it, right. I think, mm-hmm. describing what we observe and what the problem may be as far as Christians 
uh, with our mouths and how our faith basically is under attack. Right. And so I'm reminded uh, of the second half of what we call this thing is return to your first love. Yes. So we define the problem that, mm-hmm. that, that we see. Some may agree, some may not agree, right. and that's that's fine. We said at the beginning, this right. may be a controversial show. Absolutely. But the thing is, so if we know that's the problem, we can sit here and talk about all of these different examples of why we say what we say and what we see and how we got here. But I'm not really a person who like to dwell in that space. No. I like to say, what are we going to do now? Never We here? Never yeah. mind how we got here. Yeah. What are we going to do to get out of here? solution and the solution is return to your first love mm. okay so how are we going to return so your your first love first is defining your first love right okay. so again like we say your first love is not necessarily the first thing you've experienced mm-hmm. uh it's the thing that's got priority mm. i had uh, uh um girlfriends before i met my wife mm. my wife is my first love right I ain't stunting what they do. I had experience with them before I met my wife. It's number one on the list. But I could care less if they talk about they ain't feeling loved by me. So? <laughs> right, right, You know what right, I'm saying? Right, She my first love. Mm-hmm. So it's about returning to the priority mm. of God. So if you talk about revelations and revelation, in the book of Revelation, chapter two, you know, as the Holy Spirit is is talking about the churches, talking about the church at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And what he says is, hey, I've seen the works that you've done. I've seen how you despise evil. And that right. sounds exactly like what we're supposed to be right. doing, what we talked about earlier that is not happening, which is why the, the kingdom is being taken by force. Mm-hmm. But then he got this thing to say, look, he said, but I got a problem with you Uh-oh. because you left your first love. And so what that means is that your motive for doing what you do has changed. Mm. So what happens is you don't do it for the glory of the kingdom no more. You do it for the glory of you. Mm. Right. And so the danger in that is when the motive changed, when the motive changed and the reward or the validation changes, what you represent will change too. That's true. So when I'm doing it for the glory and the goodness of God, as long as it represents God and the kingdom, no matter come what may, I'm good. I'm representing him. I'm happy. You know, I've said what I said. If, if uh, if the world be against me, greater is he that's in me that is in the world, I'm still going to win. Right. But if you replace that first love, and now your validation is the people, mm-hmm. then now your position will salt. Mm. You'll begin to compromise. You'll begin to change the word of God mm. to fit the audience instead of representing kingdom. Right. Because now you want butts and seats. Right. You want, you want uh, uh, status. Right. And so... That is a slippery slope because over time you can find yourself advocating for the things that are against God. Mm. Now you, you 100% right on that. Mm -hmm. And I think a reflection of that, it mirrors the same direction. It's kind of what we spoke about before we started recording was like how back in the day, entertainment and record labels and companies would come to the church looking for talent, looking for talent. Right. But now it's like the church is going out into the world, not looking to save souls, Mm -hmm. not looking to bring people. Well, we're looking for talent. Mm -hmm. And that's what a disconnect is. It's because we're not taking responsibility or looking at our first love Uh or our call and what we're supposed to be doing. Uh And we're looking for books and seats, for entertainment, for the show, for Mm -hmm. the flash. Like like we're on social media. I'm trying to get a bunch of likes. Uh I'm trying to get views. Instead of the first love, it's not so much about the multitude, right? 
it's about that one. Mm -hmm. It's about mm -hmm. that soul. It's about the person that you're called to connect with in your life. And here's the funny thing. I think on the, either we had a conversation maybe on the last podcast, mm -hmm. but what we said is that we was talking about prosperity, right, right? Right, right, right? And we talked about when you operate in your purpose, God leads you to prosperity, prosperity come. But what happened is because we have been, our faith has been attacked and taken by force. We don't have the same level of faith in God that we've had. So now we'll compromise our purpose looking for prosperity. Right. So we switch the paradigm upside yeah. down. Yeah. And in, in, in what will happen is some will find prosperity, some will not. But ultimately, when you put prosperity above purpose, your soul is what you lose. Mm. And mm. so you compromise and you represent and you sell your soul for what you interpret as prosperity that is temporary. Whereas if you chase purpose in God, right. the prosperity that you receive will get you through today, but it'll also be for eternal in the life after. So that's why we're challenged to 1 Timothy 6. We've been on for a long time at our church yeah. now. Fight the good fight of faith. Right. Why? We fight the good fight, fight of faith because the Bible says that we lay hands on our eternal inheritance. Right. But if you give up your faith, if you close your mouth, if you don't represent kingdom, if you don't go back to your first love and anything goes in your life, mm. then what's at risk is your laying hands on the eternal inheritance. That is the prize of God. Right. And so this whole conversation, I feel like we can sum up like this. Christians, be aware. Mm. Open your eyes. Absolutely. Some things, I know the world is telling you to accept everything, to push everything, to love everything, and we should love everybody. We should yes. love the sinner, not the sin. There you go. So even though I love the sinner, where you are wrong, cry aloud. Mm. Spare not. Right. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show people their transgressions, not what you didn't like because of how it impacted you, right. but how it lined up with the word of God. Right. Observe the tree. Mm. A good tree going to bring forth good fruit. A bad tree, bad fruit. You can talk all you want about Pastor David. Look mm. at my fruit. There you go. Amen. That's what it is. It's, you can talk all you want about Calvin. Look at his fruit. You know, I understand that what we represent is 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 this word right is is christ mm -hmm. therefore the world is going to be at enmity or against us in some situations right and here's the funny thing about the enemy that we got to be aware of as christians he ain't gonna come in as a scary demon oh no he gonna come in as your advocate your friend mm -hmm. or you know i can help you with this why to win you over right and so we got to be aware and we got to look at the fruit of uh, of the matter and what's going on with the matter and at the end of the day, we got to observe ourselves and where we are in our faith. In the end of the day, we got to realize that we do this for Christ, not for us. Right. And the challenge is at the end of the day to no matter what has happened or what's going on, to always remember and return to our first love, that we fight the fight of faith, that we lay hold on the eternal inheritance. And I think that's what's missing today is so much about instant gratification but I'm looking at eternal. Okay. So for the brother or sister that has heard these words and is convicted, that mm -hmm. sees, Oh, that's good. That sees, uh, Oh man. Like I, I did feel a little funny about 
something I saw or something I was listening to, but I kept doing it. I kept watching. I kept listening. I didn't speak up. What's, what would be the next step or the first step for that person moving forward? Repent. Lord, I'm sorry that you put your spirit upon me and I observed this. You gave me the strength, the courage, and the character to understand what I'm saying, and you gave me the words to see what, what was not right, and I didn't say anything. Hmm. Lord, if you give me another chance, then I will be the representative that you built me to be. The bigger challenge, though, Calvin, hmm. is, is not that. The bigger challenge is with us, that when we see a thing and we become convicted, the weapon that the enemy uses is this thing called offense. So the bigger challenge is to get out your pride because somebody told you what you didn't want to hear. Right. Because pride leads to destruction, not mm. the fall. Right. You can get up from a fall, mm. but you can't come back once you're destroyed. Oof. And so get out of pride. If somebody told you, hey, I ain't like how you did that or said that, mm. get out of pride and consider why they may be saying that. Have a conversation. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and have a conversation because it could be a misunderstanding, not that you did something wrong, but from the person who observed, they may not have a whole story. But if we let pride get in the way, you ain't going to talk to me. You ain't going to say me. You ain't going to tell me what to do. You ain't my mommy. Now you can't be corrected. Right. So now you are a slave and subject to your own mind, which is always going to be dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we had a conversation before. About uh, I think we we were at Dave and Buster somewhere, wherever we were, we eating wings. But uh, <laughs> oh, you know we like wings. Yeah, we eating wings. <laughs> and I was telling uh brother Barry, mm-hmm. and I was saying, you know, for me, I've always, I'm gonna say always, but since I came to the knowledge of God, I say it like that. Since then, I've said. You see me doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You see something wrong with me? Correct me. And the way I say it is, correct the hell out of me. I remember, you, I remember that conversation because I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like, people have the tendency to take chastisement, mm-hmm. correction as a negative. Mm-hmm. But for anyone that has children mm-hmm. or raised some good children, like mm-hmm. yourself, um, you know that correction don't always feel good, mm-hmm. but the results, that learning process, that development is part of the cause. That's right. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing, actually, because it's a, the Bible says that the Lord chastened the child that he loved. Mm. Here go a thing. I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. right? Me as a pastor, I'm not above correction. Mm-hmm. Let me give you two ways about how correction works. Because some some people will get in their mind that I'm a I'm a I got a pastor. Mm-hmm. It's been times I went to him and he said, "No, nah, I would have done that differently. This don't look right." You know what? You're right. Thank you. Right. But not only that, do you know it's members in my church who have corrected me, mm-hmm. and I ain't got no problem with it at all. I absolutely love them for saying something. Right. Instead of letting offense build up to the point that now we can't do life together. Right. Because when you're a pastor, it ain't about being on the show. Uh, on the stage, screaming, dancing, and everything. When you're a pastor, you are called to walk through life with people. Mm-hmm. That is your purpose. And so if if there's something that happened that is planted a seed from a, for offense, I need to know. And you know what happened uh, for a person in particular? 
They said, you know, pastor, I understand what you said and I understand what you was trying to do, but you, the way you said that, I ain't like that. Right. That stirred up something in me that I didn't like. And I say, I can see that. Right. Thank you for telling me that. I'm going to make it my point to be more aware of how I convey a message. Mm. Um, with this situation, I'm glad you say you understand why I was saying, because this is what I saw and I didn't like, and I was trying to get it to another point quickly, which is why I was blunt, mm. but that don't excuse right. the fact that how you felt and I acknowledge how you felt. Right. And so I thank you for bringing that to me because I need to make sure that I'm doing a better job of conveying information in a way that it can be received and not rejected. Mm. Man, that correction save my relationship with that member and their family that we can continue to do life uh, together. Cause Lord forbid you, uh, God placed the voice of somebody in your life and you can't receive them because you offended, but that's the voice he gave you. So now see people think pastors that are given to you, God say he give you pastors after his own heart. But now we live in this uh, free market society that you think I can just replace my pastor. <laughs> you can't get the right. voice that God gave to you any old where He sent you that pastor. That's your gift. Mm. So I thank God for the member who said I have a problem with this because now I'm responsible for shepherding them. But the offense didn't get a chance to 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 grow to it shut off my voice to them that they potentially be led astray. Right, and so. Yeah, correction. We we can never be above correction. And there's also been times that, uh, you know, someone has come to me, a, a member, and said, Pastor, I got a problem. I didn't like this. And we listen. And I say, I understand. But let me under- let me explain to you why it had to be done that way. And it couldn't be done not another single solitary way. Because this was the danger that you didn't see mm-hmm. for you and for others also. So had I not said that, had I not bought attention to it in a way that got your attention, what would have happened? You know what? You're right. Yeah. You know, but it all starts with conversation. It all starts with, we go back to Isaiah 58, cry aloud. Mm. The world has told the Christian, shut up. Mm. We're going to cancel you. And we've, we've listened. And we've listened. Go back to your first love, the one who gave you the power, the authority to speak a thing into into existence Mm. and use the power death and life come from your tongue. Speak a thing. When we shut up and take it, then you know what happened? We shut up and we take it. And you know what happened? The kingdom suffered violence and get taken by force. Why? Because Mm. we didn't say nothing. Time to speak up. Speak up. It's time to speak up. Yeah, man. uh, I truly appreciate this. Uh, Not only for what you're given, what I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> um, because, I mean, truly, man, it's not, you know, most times when we hear word, a lot of times people hear word and then it's like, yeah, that sound like, yeah, that sound like my brother. Oh, that's, no, that sound like me. That's right. You know, uh, and I feel like, I don't feel like, I know that when we read the scripture, when we hear words, we need to, digest it and take it inwardly. Mm-hmm. 
before we ever try to run out and exactly. tell anybody else. Exactly. We need to What's it saying about care it is. Mm-hmm. You know, let me get this log out my own eye mm-hmm. before I go trying to get something out of someone else's. And that doesn't mean not to help someone else. Mm-hmm. That means that you must take care of yourself. It's like an airplane. Isn't it? Hey, I love that analogy. <laughs> go ahead and break it down. I <laughs> love that. Like you know, I fly airplane. a lot, so yeah. I know exactly yeah, where you're you going. So it's like <laughs> on an airplane, whenever, you know, they come over to, all right, we're going to do this. And you put your seatbelt here and there. And pressure mess up in the, and these little, uh, what, what do you call them? The cabin. Yeah, mask going to drop, down. drop mm-hmm. down. They tell you, put yours on first. That's right. Make sure you're good first before you try to assist anybody else. Because what really happens if cabin pressure drops and you ain't got your mask on, you'll pass, you'll pass out. out. You can't help nobody pass You're trying out. to help somebody else. Now, both of y'all out. Yep. But if you, you take care of you, you make sure you're secure, then you can assist. And that's really the picture of life in general, man, mm-hmm. especially walking with Christ. We walk with Christ. How, how Paul said, he said, follow me as I as follow, I follow God. God. But see, we got this society that don't want to follow nobody. I listen to God only. That's not the order of God. Well, that's another conversation for yeah. another time. Yeah. But yeah. Like, we'll get that one soon. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I, I love that thing because it, it took me to uh, really break that down. And I realized there's nothing wrong with follow me as I follow God. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had pastors. I thank God for my pastors. Uh, both of them that I've had in my adult life. I, mm-hmm. I ain't had but two in my adult life that I call past. I got plenty of friends, right, right. but I thank God for, for, for both of them because at the time in my life, before I knew God for myself, I followed their example. Mm. I followed them as they follow God mm. and as they follow God and I followed them. Then I began to get to know God and his character. Mm. Then I began to get strength and understanding to study on my own and to develop relationship on my own. But there was a period of time where I didn't understand what was going on and why. And I had to follow them as they follow God. Right. I know this is going to turn into another podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how they talk about the mysteries in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people say, okay, I don't understand the Bible. I don't understand the Bible. And I, this is me. It's my understanding. It's a mystery to you because you're truly not seeking after him. You're just looking for information, right? And when we can build that relationship and we dive into his word, then and only then will the secrets be revealed. Well, and yes, I agree with that. But the important thing about that is what we go back to. You got to get some somewhere to get it. I tell you what, mm. it'll be a no. It'll be another podcast. Yeah. But you got to get under somebody to get that's God's order. That that's you can like it or not. That's just God's order. Tell me one leader in the Bible who became a leader without mentorship. You ain't gonna name one. <laughs> a lot of people like to say, "Well, Paul, you know, he got locked off, knocked off his horse, uh huh, and then he had to go sit up under Ananias." Did he? Did he? You're not gonna name me not one leader that didn't have mentorship. So what happens is, uh, I want to give you this Jeremiah three. Uh, uh, because you talk about what you got to get, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah three fifteen, and I will give you pastors according to mine own heart. Why? Which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm-hmm. And it shall come to sixteen, and it shall come to pass 
When ye be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, they shall no more the ark of the covenant of the land, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall that be done anymore. So if you want to get knowledge and understanding to get you past what you're going through, the Bible tell you that, hey, I gave you a pastor for that. Mm. But we've been convinced by the thinking of this world. That I don't listen to no man. I listen to God only. That's not his order. Right. right. Mm. Yes, the veil has been torn. And yes, you can pray directly to Jesus. You're supposed to pray directly to Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm saying is that you still need a mentor to show you how to do these things. Right. Because if not, in your own mind, you'll be thinking you're right and be going right toward death. Mm. You like the church of ifs. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Full, full circle, man. Man, I, I I appreciate you, man. And I'm not gonna uh take us down another rabbit hole. But um, <laughs> is there any final thoughts that you would like to share before we go? Well, yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, if anybody heard these words today, I pray that it did something for your soul. I encourage you to uh not blind your eye to what you're seeing. Mm. I encourage you to be God's represent, representative in your own personal circles. Mm. I encourage you to go back to your first love. I encourage you to link up with a local body of Christ. I encourage you to hear the voice of a mentor, of a pastor. I encourage you that after you've gained knowledge and understanding that you be that voice for somebody else, that you can lead many to Christ. That's the only way we take back our society. And so... I think it important and I think it controversial, but I think it's so much necessary for us to be who we're supposed to be in Christ. So again, I thank you for being on. I thank you for the platform that you're putting out uh, into social media. Uh, my prayer, my prayer is that it continues to grow and prosper, that it feed people's soul. And, uh, you know, I have this thing that I like to say, um, even if you don't see it personally, which I hope you do see it personally. I hope that it touches somebody that makes the impact. And what I like to say is, you know, we all know Billy Graham. He was America's pastor for a long right, time right, of right, many right. presidents. But who is his pastor? Hmm. Nobody. Right. Very few people right. can tell me that. Right. So what I say is that don't second guess the impact that you have because it don't look like you're the one with a million people behind you right now. You might be the one to speak to the next Billy Graham. Hmm. And so I pray that what you're putting out is received by someone who's going to go out and make a difference. And then, you know, I pray also that your voice is heard and makes a difference as well. But nevertheless, I pray that what you're putting out uh, is honored and then it come back to you tenfold, a hundredfold into what you have put out for the kingdom. And I appreciate you, brother. Um, One thing I got to say is seek God. Find you somewhere close, fellowship with the brothers and sisters move forward move forward this is a marathon not a sprint but don't waste no time that's right let's move (laughs) till next time lights out all right